What is going on, everybody? I go by Philly Mike, host of the Philly Tall Podcast, and we got all the Sixers content creators that talk about the Sixers uh, at least more than once or twice a week. Uh, on the panel today, we're going to have a Sixers roundtable. Shout out to DJ Eastwood with the fire thumbnail. And again, I go by Philly Talk Podcast, Philly Mike. Uh, all the links to all the channels are in the description. We are live on four channels. For those who don't watch the opposite person, which I doubt that's even possible, go ahead and introduce yourself to my right, DJ. Uh, DJ Eastwood, run it back Philly, man. Honest Philly Sports Talk, period. You know what to do. Hit the dislike button if you're a fanboy. <laughs> Yo, what is going on, everybody? RB in the house. What is going on? Shout out to my guys for coming on here. I'm honored to be on this. You know, I appreciate these guys keeping it real 100% of the time. It does not matter, man. And uh, I'm excited to talk with them. What up, everybody? Time on own HD radio. Uh, no agenda radio, I like to call it. So, you know, keep it real. And like Mike said, not a once in a while conversator. I mean, we do, we do this daily here, baby. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. So, you know, the topic at hand is, you know, we're we're kind of in and out of watching these playing games. It's still weird to see playing games. Like, what are these? That's why you got the Hornets in it. They don't belong in the playoffs. Sorry, Michael <laughs> Jordan. You got to build the team better. But let's talk about the number one seed who has possibly the easiest road. How do you guys feel about the, the road to where we want to get. Like, let's, let's talk about the first round and who we're going to match up with. I have a fear that the road to the Eastern Conference Finals will be too easy. And because what, what I saw at the end of the season, the last 10 games of the season, us coasting and not taking games seriously, which is fine because the teams were trash that we were playing against, but then, bam, the Miami Heat smack us in the mouth as soon as we play a good defense. You know what I mean? Not trying to start off the show right now by being a Debbie Downer. I'm just saying I just want a little bit of a challenge in the first or second round so that we're ready for that, so that we're ready for those teams. You know what I mean? But either way, uh, I think we're a shoe into at least the Eastern Conference Finals because this, this road's looking pretty uh, – pretty light so far yeah in terms of me um rest in peace to the charlotte hornets they got absolutely dragged through the mud um they are terrible the pacers are terrible the wizards are terrible and the celtics are extra terrible i hope we get boston so we could sweep them shut their fans up and i hope they go rebuild and do whatever they need to do um like dj said i'm, I'm really not worried about the first round second round may go six um, then we get to the third round to the real business. We'll see what happens. But honestly, I mean, we should win the first round in four or five games. I thought we were going to play the Hornets. I was wrong. Um, I think we're going to end up playing Boston. I do. And I think we sweep them. Yeah. I don't care who we play in the first or second round. We sort of have that, you know, that blueprint on who we're going to be seeing. You know, I agree with DJ in terms of easy series, but for a basketball team, that's never been to an Eastern conference final for a basketball team that I'm still crying from a seven bouncer. For for that basketball team, I don't I don't care if you put bumpers on the in the bowling alley to get there. I don't care. <laughs> uh, give me the easiest road possible. This is why I won the one seat. Give me hand deliver me an Eastern Conference final, and then I'm playing with house money because I've never been there before. And honestly, if I see the Nets, all the pressure is on the Brooklyn Nets. If I see Milwaukee, I think that's a tougher matchup. So I don't think it's I don't think playing lesser teams is going to is going to hurt us per se i actually think it's going to give us the confidence 
to feel like we actually belong and we know what it takes to get over this hump, which has been second round exits since we started making the playoffs. True that. True that. You guys think the Celtics are going to be there? Don't they have to win one of these playing games? They can't seem to beat literally any team in the NBA right now. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, and I uh, and if, if the Sixers were in that situation, I I know I know Philly fans are nuts, but I don't think we talk when our team sucks. You know what I mean? I, I are Celtics fans still out here saying things like, "Bro, you guys are god awful." The Tayson no supporters, they're probably saying, you know, you know, let, let, let's get something happening. And I just tweeted this, but real quick, shout out to Richie MC with the five dollar super chat. He said, "Let's go." That's what we need to do. Um, but yeah, man, I tweeted this and. I don't care how beat up the Celtics are. You know what I mean? They had their fair share of beating us when we were healthy with Brett Brown, so we weren't really healthy in the head. Um, they, had, they had their fair share of beating us or sweeping us in the bubble with no Simmons, depending on how, no matter how you feel about it. So I would love to sweep the Celtics just for a monkey off the back because, as you said, uh, Tom, we haven't got to the Eastern Conference Finals, and we haven't been able to do what we want to do against the Boston Celtics and uh, – Brad Stevens. So I think that's two birds with one stone. And again, <clears throat> as uh, RB said, six games in the second round, possibly the Hawks are a decent team. The Knicks are a decent team. You got to respect what they did from being down in the dumpster for so long, but I think they're going to keep our energy high. We'll play a brand of basketball that is going to shock the world as DJ Eastwood was kind of talking about earlier in the backstage. We're going to talk about that later, but I think <laughs> the first two rounds are setting them beat up to go on a run. Because there's nobody with the size to stop Embiid. Uh, Tom did say the Bucks kind of match us more physically uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And I agree, the Nets are just going to be a bit hard to stop if their three players are on. But uh, we're going to get to that as we go. Um, but I agree with you guys. Let's get to the Eastern Conference Finals and then deal with what we got in front of us, who we got in front of us. That's yeah. true. If, if Embiid can get their and be, you know, 100% because he didn't really have to battle that that much in round one and two. You know what I mean? That is definitely an advantage to have Embiid uh, fully ready and healthy for that Eastern Conference final. So, Yeah, we've yeah. never really had a fully healthy Joel Embiid come postseason. I, I think that's why it's different than any other year. But, you know, regardless, I think it's important for 2-5 to gain playoff confidence. So, like, I think these first two series – for for us as fans, we sit back and we're gonna we're gonna dissect and we're and we're gonna really have the binoculars out and, and looking at everything he does. And I think it's really important for him and for this basketball team for for him to play well, right, and for him to be aggressive because I think we know what Joe's gonna do, and that's the that's the X factor, um, especially when you're talking about the Eastern Conference Finals more so than the first two rounds. Yeah, I actually have a bit of a different take than you guys on it. I, I Here's the reason I want to play Boston, and it's actually because of what happened in the past, right? Ben, uh, ben Simmons got absolutely locked by Brad Stevens before, right? And obviously the second year against the Raptors, you know, we know the flaw that's been there, right? So if we come out and we play a Celtics team, not only is Brad going to try to adjust to Joel, but he's also going to have to try to adjust to Ben. That would be a real test for me to see, you know, is Ben going to come out and play the way we know he can? Um, I think it would be a good test for him. You know what I mean? Like, if we go up against the Indiana Pacers, I know Ben's going to feast. Like, But then again, what, like DJ said, what are we looking for in terms of a test? You know what I mean? If he comes out and balls on, on Boston against a, a coach, well, he hasn't been the best this year, but 
that shows he knows how to adjust in the playoffs, I think that would actually be good for his confidence, you know, if he could feast kind of in that series. But No, great points, great points. Shout out to Aaron with the $5 Super Chat. He said, wish I could be here for this, but I got to go to my mom's and help her clean out her dead cat from under her bed. Hope you guys have fun because I sure won't. Shout out to you, man. Hopefully uh, it's pretty easy. But, uh, yeah, uh, Ben Simmons, I know he's the, the topic – that a lot of people are going to question going into these playoffs. Again, he wasn't there last playoffs due to the injury, and he had an up-and-down season, you know, a lot more downs and up. Um, we did see, though, the team play different when he's not there. So, you know, you got the people that want to come at you right away and say, did you see how bad the offense looked without Ben Simmons? Then he comes back in, the offense looks better, and in that better offense looking, he only gets his eight, nine and seven you know what i mean so when it comes to these playoffs are you going to be looking at ben simmons's numbers or more just just how we are beating teams and what he's offering in general no uh, i don't think the, i don't think the beginning of the season i think the beginning of the season i was on uh, more on the side of the people that come at me every day where it's like it doesn't matter what ben simmons numbers look like look at us we're winning we're starting the season five and oh you know what are you guys complaining about but as the season went on and I started to see certain games and like big time loss to the Memphis Grizzlies where he took three shot attempts in the whole game and I started to just go the other way, like what the hell is this guy doing? And uh, what was the question? I'm sorry, man. I got I started thinking about Ben Simmons pissing me off. <laughs> now, nah, um, the question pretty much is, yeah, uh, are you going to be more about the flow of the game and how we are uh, defeating people in the early two series, if that's the case, or are you going to be – uh, more having been under a microscope in in general, individual. Yeah, I think it. I think it depends on the team and the round. I think when we get to the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, if you're playing a, a team that's playing good defense, that's shutting them down in the half court, and you start to see him just standing around playing four on five, you know, then uh, you're probably gonna you're probably gonna tune into Run It Back Philly and see me red face screaming my face off. But um, if the team's winning and Ben's scoring twelve points, yeah, of course I don't really care, especially if it's in the playoffs. Um, and the games that we lost without him, it is clear that he impacts the game. Obviously, impacts the game and um, defensively more than offensively, in my opinion. But still impacts the game offensively, um, getting guys wide open shots and and that kind of thing. You just when the game really gets to the point where you need him, you just need him to, to do a little bit more. Yeah, I just think that like you know, again, if we win, however we win is fine, but. You know, the flaws, the issues always come up when they need to. So, you know, as we progress through the playoffs, like we said, we're going to need Ben. Um, we're going to need everyone to step up. I think everybody's going to be under a microscope because there's a lot of question marks on this team. There's a lot of questions that really could be kind of the deciding factors of how far we do get. And, um, you know, I, I just we everyone's got to play up to their max potential, man. It's the playoffs. We're here. We have a chance more than we may have thought earlier before the season. We have the chance to take it. It is time to take it. You know what I mean? There's just there's no room anymore to, okay, you know, you didn't have your best game. Okay, we'll wait five games and see how you do over the next stretch. No, you don't get that. You're playing the same team every night, seven-game series. You got to come out and perform, man. There's no excuses. Yeah, no, I mean, you guys are all spot on. Uh, you know, I don't care as long as we're winning games, you know, and you're impacting the game. You know, I just want to know you played, right, and, and – for people to tell me playoff basketball slows down, I tell them to kiss my ass, okay? Because I, I watched 
growing up, I watched Showtime Lakers. Okay. I watched the team in old school basketball run you out of gym come postseason. Literally run you out of gym. So don't tell me you can't run in the postseason. Don't tell me you can't do those things. You rebound and go. You dictate the tempo you want to play with. All right. And I think hopefully this coaching staff understands what this basketball team does well and what they don't and which and what certain players do well. And the one thing I, I can never take from him is he's phenomenal in transition. I can never take it from him. I'm critical as 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 everybody else is of Ben Simmons, but I can never run from the fact of his impact offensively and his impact in transition. I just can't. So do those things. Like, let me know you played. Put your handprint all over a basketball game, and I'm good. I'm good. I don't need a certain number. Like, I don't need 20. I don't, I don't, I don't care about that. Just, just your handprint all over a basketball game. And if that's on the defensive side, if that's in transition like we talked about, if that's getting guys open looks, or if that's being aggressive, being downhill and going downhill to the basket, whatever it is, play winning basketball like that's been preached to us all year, right? Well, it doesn't matter. He plays winning basketball. Okay, good. Then go play winning basketball. Get us to get us to the Eastern Conference Finals as expected. And then guess what? Go beat somebody in Eastern Conference Finals, right? And let's go. Exactly. I mean, I'm talk, yeah. I talk. I talk my stuff when we when we go to the the overtime with the Spurs without four starters. You know what I mean? If, if you're going to tip in to win a game in the playoffs, that's a different – I can't talk negative about that. It's a playoff game, you know, so it is It is different. Just win the damn game. Yeah, I think it all comes back to context. And, and again, I've said this many times on my channel. You know, I can praise a 14-point game that Ben Simmons had and then say the same 14-point game next time. I'm not really feeling it because of this context, who we're playing against and what the situation presents itself on the court. Again – Ben Simmons knows, and, and we all know his value mainly is the facilitator um, in transition, uh, definitely on the defensive side of the ball, guarding one through five. But there's going to be games where Tobias can't be the second guy. There might be a game or two in these next 20 games where Joel Embiid's just a tad off in a quarter. In a quarter. With that being said, it's like, Ben, I know it's not your job to score, but you, that's when you're supposed to be like, context is, oh, wow, I see my guy Joel and B struggling a little bit. I see Tobias struggling a little bit. Who's guarding me again? All right. And I don't care if if, if, if you're there's going to be games where you're struggling and them guys going to carry you out. But attack. We see aggressive Ben early in the games and he tends to fall out of the aggressive nature late and I know Ben Simmons said this on many post games. <laughs> I feel like they don't call fouls for me, and I agree. I think he sees MB go to the line multiple times. He's like, "Man, they're they're hacking me." But in the playoffs, you, you can't you can't have that excuse. You, you gotta you're gonna have to go hard in certain games. So I just think it's context when we match up with certain people and Embiid or uh, Harris is struggling. You got to do what you got to do. You got to do your part. I think he does get that like LeBron James treatment where. He's so big and fast and strong that when he goes hard to the rim, it just comes off as, well, you created the contact, so screw off, kind of, and the referee just walks away. When really, it's still foul, dude. Like, I still went to the rim and got hit. No, it Just because the guy fell and I didn't fall. You know what I mean? So I, I do think he doesn't get the right the, the calls that he should. Agreed. Yeah, definitely. Uh, real quick, let's minimize these a little bit. Shout out to Rick Bennett with the Fowler Super Chat. He said, let's get it. I faintly remember the 1983 championship run and mostly remember, uh, re most recently remember the 2001 run. Let's go clap your hands, everybody. That's what we need. You need that energy. 
um, to the starting five. So I wanted to ask you guys this because I uh, asked DJ Eastwood, and I know he's a big Maxi guy just coming off the last game. He just had to do it, right? We had to play Maxi. He had to get 30 points. Um, past the second round, because I think Maxi can get some minutes early, especially if we're, if we're really you know about to sweep the whoever we're playing in the first round, whether it's the Wizards or the Celtics. Do you see uh, Doc Rivers going outside a nine-man rotation, and do you see Maxi getting any type of important playoff minutes? Anybody on the panel? We'll start with – go ahead, Tom. I mean, that's probably the toughest question of the night um, <laughs> that we're going to be dished because I, I just don't know how much he's going to trust a rookie in that, in that spot. I, I mean, I, do I think there's situations where it would be smart? Maybe if you're stagnant on offense and, and have a guy who can come in and, and get to the rim at will and create his own shot. So, I mean, I, I think I think it depends on how shake goes. And George Hill, I, I truly think that matters. I mean, in the first two series, if they're not playing well and we're still winning and getting through because of other guys, you know, maybe, maybe he does get minutes. Maybe he does. I mean, Doc's been known that Doc's biggest gripe on Doc Rivers is is his rotation being a little bit too too long um with guys so i mean I, i've heard i've heard that a few times from doc so uh, i mean doc criticism sorry i so i mean <laughs> i don't think they're gonna have line changes if they do um i'm gonna have a big issue with doc rivers so there shouldn't be this isn't hockey like i can't be having five oh here we go line change five new guys and nope 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 <laughs> now you gotta mix and match so do i think he could run 10 guys maybe 11 in a game in different mix and matches maybe but this is also postseason basketball and my stars got to run 38 minutes. Yep. Like, there's no more load managing. There's no back-to-back -back games. Every game has a day off in between. You know, if you're in dog fights, your stars are running 38, 40 minutes. So, I mean, I, I, I know it's sort of like a, I didn't really give an answer because I, I don't know if anybody has that answer. Yeah. In my opinion, should we play Tyrese Maxey? Absolutely. If it was me, you rock with the hot hand. You rock with what's working right now. Do I think Doc will do it? Absolutely not. I think he's going to rock with Shake and Furk on. Doc's philosophy is he – I don't know why, but he will not tend to the young guys. Like, a lot of rookies, they just don't get the time under his system. And, you know, going even further, I'm, I've been very unsatisfied when it comes to Shake Milton. I don't think he should even, you know, get a bunch of minutes right now. He just has looked too inconsistent. He's not looking um, in my favor, at least. And Tyrese Maxey, even if he's not – you know – his knock was not being able to shoot, right? But obviously he's working on that. But the thing about Maxi is he's going to come in and bring a spark. He brings a spark, energy, mm -hmm. confidence. And what does he bring? He can create off the dribble. He can create off the dribble. That is what we absolutely need. And I think Tom was kind of hinting at a point that I've really been thinking about. And that's the feel of things, right? Like that's Doc Rivers. That's been the mark on him. He, he doesn't adjust quick enough. We're going to have to get a feel right away, whether it's Maxi, Shake. Furcon, right? Furcon and Shake are way too inconsistent that if they're not playing up to par, you cannot leave them in. You need to create a spark. And that's where Tyrese Maxey comes in. I would ride with him right now, but I don't think he's going to get a lot of minutes. Maybe if we're up three to one in a series, three to nothing, then yeah. Um, but I would love it. For me, with Shake Milton is is his confidence. Like, like Furcon is a guy that's going to go 0 for 10, and then you take him off the floor, but you never really worry about his confidence. He doesn't look like he's passing up on shots and stuff like that. To me, Jake Milton misses a bad shot, and then he just looks like he doesn't want the ball, or he looks like he doesn't know what to do with it. And I'm, start, I'm like, what is 
what is going on with Shake Milton? And I just see see Maxi with just that. He never loses confidence. You know, he'll he'll go to the rim hard. He'll get to his little floater, his little mid range. He'll he'll shoot the wide open three. And I saw flashes of him running in transition with Ben Simmons. Like it happened like once the whole season, like one single play. And I was like, oh my god, this is what's supposed to be happening. A fast little combo guard running in transition with like we saw Alec Burks or not Alec Burks, uh, Trey Burke with with Ben Simmons last year for like two plays and Brett Brown was like that looked way too good get this guy out of here um but yeah I just I, I want to see him with Ben Simmons on the floor but uh, I'm thinking we're probably not going to really see that until you know next year if uh nothing blows up and they just think Maxi could be that guy next year but I unfortunately I don't think we're going to see a lot of it this this in the playoffs but I, I really wish I would be happy if we did yeah, I'm right where you guys are. Um, I don't think Doc will, and I, I am worried about him getting his rotations too long. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in a nine-man rotation, player starters, heavy minutes. You, you just fluctuate. You don't want the bench because there, there's not our bench is not deep enough to rely on them for long spurts. Um, simple and plain. And and I agree. Shake Milton each quarter of this smaller season kind of dropped off. I mean, from the little mid-range shot he was knocking down, the fact that he was more aggressive at the hole, I think the only thing he offers over a Tyrese Maxey is he's actually shooting a better three-point percentage or he's more reliable at the three and space for a guy like Ben Simmons. Other than that, he can't penetrate better. Pauls, he can't run the pick and roll with Dwight Howard, who's going to only going to get like 13 to 14 minutes. Um, but I do like Tyrese Maxey. Now, is the moment too big? Is that why Doc won't do it? I'm not sure. But I want to bring it back to George Hill because he's, to me, watching him in this small sample size, he has been the worst George Hill I've seen. He was not. He's not OK City George Hill. He's not Cavaliers George Hill. And these guys weren't great. He might have been a C-plus over there, but I'm thinking a C-plus guy on the side who play, who can play good along the side of a guy like Joel and Ben. He has been a huge disappointment, and I know he's a vet. He's been in the playoffs, but how do y'all feel about George Hill getting big minutes in the playoff, being that possible sixth dude? I would take him just for his experience, I think, and I think this regular season, especially him joining the team late and not really even knowing the guys and just showing up and starting to play, and then you know, 90% of his minutes, he's next to Mike Scott and, and, and who else. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't think he's really gotten time to be with Joel and Ben and try to find out where he fits and what he should be doing. And maybe he didn't get enough time for that to work in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, I, I think just for his experience, it, you need a half-court ball handler at some point. And if we're saying we don't have confidence in Shake and we don't think he's going to play Maxi, I mean, George Hill has to be the guy. Yeah, I would I would also ride with George Hill. I think he's going to get a good amount of minutes. I would even go as far to say he's going to be in during crunch time over a guy like Seth Curry, given his experience, given the fact he can be the ball handler. I actually don't think George Hill's been terrible. Now, I like I just think he's in a different role now. Like he's at this point in his career, you know, he's trying to win a chip, but um mainly what we need him for is the pick and roll because I can't stand seeing some of these other guys on this team try to run the pick and roll. Um, George Hill fulfills that capability for us. But, um, you know, he, he's going to have to hit his shots. That's another thing. So I think he's going to have to keep knocking down shots. That is what we need very desperately off the bench. Yeah, I mean, that was the move. Yeah, I mean, that was the that was, that was a straight deadline move. 
Um, I was fine with it. Everybody was fine with it. I was. But, but Mike, you're right. I mean, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> and I see people in the chat saying he's fine. I watch a lot of basketball. I've seen George Hill play a lot of basketball. So, I mean, you could talk about maybe uncomfortable and not knowing his role, like DJ was saying. I, I can buy into that. Yeah. But now we're at, like, 12 games, though. You yeah. know, so, like, then then – why make the move then? If the guy, it, you know, it, we all talk about the Nets, like, hey, play together, play together, play together, gotta play together, right? I mean, the same thing goes for any any team. So I, I don't know. Like, does the guy get does that guy get major minutes with the inexperience with this club over Shake, who's played with these guys for three years? I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. That's yeah. gonna be tough to see. I think the first two series are really going to dictate, like we were talking about earlier, who's going to be getting the minutes come the Eastern Conference Finals because we're not going to have that second round matchup that's going to be a dogfight. So I'm interested to see w- what guys really, you know, take the bull by the horns and, and want it. And, and if you had a gun to my head right now, put it to my head because I would love a, like, a hypothetical gun to my head right now because I play Tyrese Maxey because <laughs> all I watch is my re- – I talk about the kids all the time. What's your response going to be? Well, you didn't get minutes midway through the year. You didn't even see the floor. And your response is to continue to work, continue to get better, continue to soak in when it usually becomes a long season for young guys, Right. All he did was when he got an opportunity to play again, it's like, wait, wait, wait. Now he, sh- he can shoot the three? Wow. Okay. Go under the pick and roll. Be our, be our guest. And then he hits threes on people. So you already know he can get to the bucket. So, you know, I know I said earlier, like, I don't know if he plays, but I think these first two rounds are really going to dictate on the George Maxi thing more than the Shake thing. Like, I sort of agree with guys in the chat. Like, I think Shake plays if I like it or not. Like, I, I think he gets minutes because of the comfortability. Yeah. Hey, DJ, can you hear us still? Oh, what happened? Your camera's off. DJ, DJ, Ben did it. Ben did it. Ben did it. <laughs> but no, no, I, I agree. Look, look, I'm not trying to say George Hills can't play better. Um, I'm going to go with what DJ said. Again, the whole time he was saying my, my finger, my thumb, my whatever, whatever was hurting. I said, listen, you need to get him back with at least 10 games so he can find his role in this offense. And I think maybe Doc used him too much with the with the Anthony Tollivers and the Mike Scotts of the world and the and the and the Corky Cork who on his off days. Um, maybe that is why. Um we're gonna see. I do think George Hill has been around. I mean, he's playoffs with every team he's been with, the, even the Pacers back in the day, uh, the, the Spurs probably too. So He's been around. He's going to use that savviness, you know. Um, he's probably going to get the minutes. Again, once we got George Hill, I was on the on the edge. I didn't think because when we got George Hill, Tyrese Maxey was way down the, on Doc's list. Like, he wasn't getting no playtime. So my whole on the bubble was, you know, for Connor Matisse. And, and would Doc Rivers say, this is a defensive series, Matisse. This is an offensive ser- series. Furcon, but now you got the Maxi in the mix. You got the Shake who played down again. Back then, it was Shake and Hill locked in because we didn't see Hill and we thought he was going to get ten games and and elevate his play. So my my on the bubble was uh, Matisse or Furcon, and now the bubble seems bigger. And Doc Rivers, who knows what he's going to do? But there's one thing he can't do, even in the first series. Even if we're sweeping the guy, you can't put Mike Scott in. You got to set the tempo early. <laughs> we could be up by 30 in the, in, the, in the first game of the first series. Don't put Mike Scott in. Let him know, listen, bro, you're going to be a guy on the bench who's just going to get your pom-poms out, man. We're we going to need you to do that. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to see Mike Scott 
get I don't the think, it, it, the game. You said nine. I, I don't see any way possible that Mike Scott makes that nine. Um, somebody said Doc runs 11 in the playoffs or has run 11 rotation man rotations in the playoffs. And I think there's a lot of guys on this bench that it's hard for me to call nine. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're uh, juggling Matisse versus Shake, like I don't, you know, I, I feel like that was a Brett Brown thing where he'd be like eight guys and that's it. Nobody else is getting on the floor and literally wouldn't put anybody. What, what, didn't play Markel Fultz in that one series, if I remember correctly, when he was scoring 15 a game towards the end of the season. He just wouldn't go outside of his eight-man rotation or whatever it was. So I don't know what Doc's going to do. I hope it's more like 10 because I don't want somebody like Matisse Thibel to not get minutes. I think he has to be on the floor, you know, 15, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, and another thing is that I think we're neglecting the fact that, well, I'm hoping that we don't see any all-bench lineups because that cannot happen again. It's been terrible. So, I see, me. I've always been a preacher of let Tobias run a lot with the second unit because I think he could be another ball handler that kind of controls the floor. Um, but one last thing about George Hill is that we need him, and the reason we need him over a guy like Shake, even though I do think Shake will get minutes, is because – George Hill has the experience to be a smart player, right? He's not going to cause careless turnovers. And, and I've seen that too much from Shake. A little bit of Maxi, but it's part of, you know, growing it and, you know, learning the game and stuff at the big level. But um, we can't we can't force too many turnovers, so. Yeah, in terms of the bench lineup, like, it could be, like, could be 10 DJ, right? And then, like, a different a different combination of fives, like Mike was saying, too, just off of, like, matchups, right? Like, okay, we need more defense. So, you know, maybe Matisse is in that in that five, right? Or, you know what, we need to whatever, we need to score and Furkan plays that night. Like, I could see a lot of that. Like, I could see nights where maybe Maxi does play and gets minutes, just depending on matchup. So hopefully, I mean, we've all praised this coaching staff. We loved it. Hopefully they're smart enough to do that. Because in a seven game series, you really have that advantage on teams that are like, okay, you know, they went two, three zone on us. How how are we gonna respond to that and answer to that? So I could see all these guys that have gotten minutes down the stretch here um, play on different nights. Yeah, I, I'm more of that too, like a different night thing. Like, I, I think that when you go into the playoffs, a lot of teams do this is they have their these – are, these are who are playing. who These are the players who are getting minutes. Now, if it doesn't go good, if you end up losing, your adjustment is switching it out for the next game. Now they're going to plan for these two bench players. You bring two different ones in and on that type of – Route, but again, like you said, we need our players to play 36, 35 plus minutes because Doc Rivers can't use his best best excuse all year. Well, these guys were tired because of a back to back. There's no back to backs in the playoffs. You're gonna have your rest. That is the biggest excuse he had, which I understand this year was had the most back to backs ever, and you had a bunch of weird type games and so i understood that excuse the first six times i don't know about all 11 but you know we're not going to have that excuse how do y'all feel about and again i think we're going to get so much rest from now into the eastern conference final if we handle business i don't want to let one of these second round teams take us to a six or seven game because that's just going to feel like you're going to i'm going to feel defeated no shot <laughs> like zero chance of the hawks or the knicks taking us anything more than five it's just no shot like i i don't i don't need it like it should never happen and if it does like i will probably be a little concerned but i don't see i mean the, the hulks are overrated they, it, i mean the fact that there are four or five seeds a, a, a joke it shows you how weak the east is after three right 
the Knicks, really tough basketball team. We've seen them all year. We know they're going to give us some fits, but let's be real. They, they don't have more talent than us, and, and they should not take us more than five, right? The Knicks maybe could take you six, right? Maybe could take you six. The Hawks, the Hawks, we might sweep the Hawks. The Hawks might be done in four. So you're right, Mike. We could have a lot of rest going in here. A healthy Joe, why? While the Nets and Milwaukee or slash Miami have to have to whoop up on each other. I think it's so important. I heard guys on first take to say, saying, well, it's a benefit for Milwaukee to play the Heat in round one. Are you okay? What are you talking about? That's not a benefit for anybody to say, oh, what? They got confidence now? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It's not a benefit to be going six, seven games throughout the playoffs. It's, it's never a benefit. No, it's not. No, we have we have one of the easiest paths to the Eastern Conference Finals in years. And a team like Milwaukee, they have to go through Miami, Brooklyn, and then potentially us. Like, and it's already been a crazy year as it is. So, you know, injuries, you know, wear and tear, stuff like that. It's not going to be the easiest thing. Meanwhile, Joel might be coming off rest and we're ready sitting at the Wells Fargo, getting ready to play um, the opener in, in our uh, in our court, you know? So, yeah, I think I think a lot of things that, that made me nervous this season or I was mad about or whatever were games pretty much where we either didn't have Joel or didn't have Ben you know what I mean and like when I when, when I really think about when we have both of them on the floor together yeah no you know the Hawks when we played the Hawks without Trey Young we won by 35 Trey Young came back two nights later and we won by 35 he literally <laughs> didn't even change the outcome of the game so no yeah the Hawks no I don't even know how they got to the four or five seed I really don't um, they had a lot of injuries I guess this season with some of the guys that they added in the offseason. But, yeah, I don't see that. I see the Knicks. The Knicks definitely uh, play tough defense. And the, the game where we went to overtime with them, again, that was a game without Joel Embiid. Um, and Tobias hit the game winner. But, uh, I, I, yeah, it's just going to – we might it might look like the last 10 games of the regular season, the first two rounds. It really We might get mm -hmm. a five-man bench rotation because we might be up by 35 points. DJ, DJ, nobody's allowed to call you a Ben Simmons hater anymore. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody's even allowed to. Like if somebody types it, I want to square them up. Like I just want to say, hey, let's meet somewhere. Let's have a little talk, like, a dark alley. Because what you just said is <laughs> spot on, and and people may have missed it, but and I and I was be and I'm sure more guys than just me have been saying this for a while. Like people say, oh, they can't play together. They can't play together. What? Look at win losses together and tell me they can't play together. It's the biggest crock of shit I've ever heard in the sports media world. Ben and, ben and Joe, I mean, you're going to have to deal one of them, guys. What are you talking about? Grow up. All they do is win together, and that's what you just said. So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, with them two on the court, I am extremely confident. Every game that you just spoke about, one's not there or the other's not there. That's when we lay our eggs, right? That's when we always have laid our eggs. When they're both on the court, we are dangerous. And it's time we start talking like that, you know, and, and have some positivity going into the playoffs instead of like, you know, and I do it all the time. It's like, well, what's Ben going to do in the playoffs? Like, I just got to trust he's going to play winning basketball. I got to trust we're going to run our offense through the best player on the planet. And and if all them things go, go as we expect them to go, I'm not scared of Milwaukee and I'm not scared of the Nets either. Or Miami. I know everybody's a little nervous about Miami now because in a game that really didn't matter for us, more matter for them. They made it what I like what people like to say a statement game. I don't know. You make statement games in the playoffs. Exactly. There's there's, 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 there's such a such long season. Um you can't really call too much in the regular season a statement game. Real quick, shout out to Texas Eagle with the five dollar super check. He said, What up, fellas? I'm a Mavs fan, 
but just drop by to support the channel. Keep grinding, Mike. Shout out to you, my guy. Um, however, I was going to say this, and I agree. I think uh, we get the uh, notion that we play down the competition. I think that's when we're missing one of them two players. You know what I mean? Um, the t that's when we play down the competition. I don't think we're going to do that in the playoffs um, with these two playing. I think we only have six losses with these two playing together. Or, or I should say the starting five intact. Um, but this has been a season where there hasn't been as many starting five intacts, whether it's COVID-19, whether it's load management, whether it's these tic-tac hamstring injuries. I think this playoffs is not going to be fully unknown because there's a seven-game series and, and, you, and you know. like You might not be able to see them go through competitive games, but you know what these teams have to offer. But there have been so many uncompetitive games, whether it's not competitive on our side because we're we're resting one of the two, or a, or a Giannis is resting, or a Jimmy Butler, or a Kawhi Leonard, or a, one of these guys are resting. So it's going to be interesting how the playoffs turn up. And, and that brings me into the, the biggest question. Like, if we get, or when we get, let's keep that positivity, into the Eastern Conference Finals, who do you think versus who do you want in the Eastern is going to be there out of the Heat, Bucks? And Brooklyn. I want the Brooklyn Nets straight up because I, I'm I'm just so tired tired of the of the James Harden's coming back. Oh no, oh no! When they have all three of these guys together, nobody can stop them. Oh no, nobody can stop my guy either. On the other side, we we saw him knock DeAndre Jordan into the second row. We saw we saw uh who the hell's the other guy? The old one that that was playing backup center for Brooklyn. Uh. Shoots threes, dunks sometimes. Jeff Green, we saw him try to guard Joel Embiid. He was sitting down eating popcorn under the basket. Nobody could even stay on the court with him. Who do they have? I don't get it. I don't know what they're going to do. And all we need, they need to they need to throw double teams, triple teams, and then we just need our guys to make shots. And I, I just don't care if they can score 120 because we can score 125. Yeah, our defense is going to have to step up huge. That There's no doubt. And I think people have lost sense of that the last couple of weeks. Like, oh, the Sixers are having defensive lapses. Let's be real. We weren't playing anybody. So we just weren't locked in. But when we are and, you know, getting the additions of guys like Thibel off the bench, like I think our defense is up there with anybody. I actually think it's the best um, when we are locked in. And, you know, I, I just want to play who, whoever's there, to be honest. Like, I really don't care. I don't want to have – you know, a, a, a terrible, you know, not a top team sneak in and then they're saying, oh, the Sixers snuck in by having an easy path. Now, I, whoever's in our way, I'm ready to, to go up against them and it's going to show who we have. And, and the, these playoffs are going to tell a lot, not just about this year, but going forward here in this championship window that I think is open. Um, it, it's going to tell us a lot. I mean, I, I, I'm ready to play whoever and I'm ready to be whoever. And, and let me tell you this, we can beat anybody in the West too, because I go back to games this year like the Jazz, the Lakers, like when everybody was healthy for the little sample size we saw it. Like in crunch time, we did step up and we we got a couple key stops and we won the game. So um, I'm ready for it. I really am. Yeah, it's 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 a tough it's a tough one because <sighs> Milwaukee matches up better against us. I I think they give us way more of a dog fight than the Nets do. I and I can't believe I'm saying that. Like I almost want the Nets, like what DJ said, because I just want I want to take you down, right? Like I I want to I want to ruin every trade you made, right? I want the place <laughs> to burn down, 
right? I want Kyrie, you know, I, I want to take another break, take some more time off. That's what I want. But like, I think we're seeing Milwaukee. Like, I, I truly believe we are seeing the Milwaukee Bucks. I think it is. I think they're they're primed for it. They've been battle tested. They've been knocked out like we have before. They probably should have even more so than we had. They've underachieved. So I think we're seeing them. I think this is the year. I think they, they match up. They they give the Nets a lot of fits too, like we do size wise. So uh, their biggest test is Miami round one. If they get out of Miami round one, they're beating the Nets. So you but write that down somewhere. They're beating the Nets in seven, and we're seeing Milwaukee, and that scares the living hell out of me because because of the size. That's the one team in the East that can give Joel fits. Lopez can give Joel fits. So then it really becomes Ben and Tobias. You guys here? Ben, ben and Tobias, you guys playing? Because that's when I really need you. So can Ben and Tobias play better than Drew Holiday and Middleton? That's the big question mark in that series. I still think Joel's going to dominate to a point, right? But I think we beat all of them, like RB said. I'm not scared of them, but Milwaukee gives us our biggest fight. I think we can beat the Nets in six. And another want, and another want, point on top of that is Chris Middleton has had his way with Tobias Harris before. So um, then the spotlight shifts a little bit, but... Damn it. True. Yeah. I want the Bucks too, because for Giannis to sit on the court when he played <laughs> us without our guy, like, come on, man. Come I forgot on. all about that. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, bring on the yeah. Bucks. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I- I'm tied. I'm more with RB. It's like, bro, my eyes are closed. Whoever deserves to be there is going to be there. Um, Again, nobody takes the Toronto Raptors championship away. I mean, they played against the Golden State. Oneer, not Warriors. Oneer. There was one person left, and they got their championship. But nobody talks about that. They'll try to bring it up to Philly, though. If we end up playing some, you know, the Heat, which the Heat is still a good team. But if somehow the Heat got up there or whatever, um, the Nets are more like just that thing that everybody's been talking about. You know, they're good with with these two. They're good with just one in. They're good with all three. Oh my God, could you just imagine? Well. Hopefully, you know, we're going to not imagine we're going to see them play. And even when they are kind of healthy, Milwaukee gives them fits. Why? Because they're too big. Um, it's going to be it's going to be tough. I think Drew Holiday was such a crucial sign in for the Bucks. His perimeter defense his his just the way he is with the ball on and off the ball. He's a selfish player. Um, for some reason, though, Lopez always turned into like a Curry brother when he plays us too. I'm just like, bro, and it sucks because he draws bent. He has to draw Embiid out. So now Giannis got the paint open because Embiid or somebody got to stay out there to watch Lopez firing from 30. Like, stop. Um, again, it's a seven game series. It's not one game, but I do believe again, uh, Embiid goes off on Giannis, and it's it's always a battle. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think. Again, I think when you look at the Bucks overall roster, you're scared. Scared. RB said Middleton can catch fire. You know, there's so many people that can catch fire. I think, you know, when it's the Nets in crunch time, does Kyrie and Harden and, and KD start to butt heads? Does a, a a playoff Harden come out where he's like a two for eleven and he's not passing the ball? Who knows? So I think there's Steve Nash. You know what I mean? A first-time coach with a first-time triplets, all that, not playing. I mean, it would be unprecedented, or whatever that word is, if they did win with all the just just plug-and-play type players and coaches. So it would, to me, it's like almost a fairy tale 
that, you know, we just have to wait and see them play because I think Milwaukee will give them huge fits. And I think so, it's going to be I think it's going to be Kyrie and Durant button heads. Um, I think Harden's already taken like a point guard role. Like, I'm just going to pass the ball to you guys. I'll just sit back here and get, you know, 29,000 assists in one game. And he can just do that with his <laughs> eyes closed. The guy's a ridiculous magician with the ball. But Kyrie's the one that wants to be Michael Jordan. Kevin Durant wants to be Michael Jordan on the same team. There's no Michael or Scotty there. You know what I mean? And you've seen Durant get, get butt heads with, with players in Golden State. He could have just sat there for five years and won five championships, but he wanted to leave. Because he couldn't handle somebody telling him what to do or somebody taking the shot that he wanted to take. And you saw Kyrie do it. He didn't want to play second fiddle to LeBron. He could have stayed there and won five more rings, but he wanted to leave because he wanted to be the guy. So I just don't – I see those two not getting along, and I can't wait for it to happen. And the excuse is going to be also that Kyrie's not focused on basketball. When they lose, that's what they're going to say. Well, Kyrie wasn't focused because he became, uh, he joined a religion or whatever, and you know he cared about Palestine and all these things. Okay, then go work for CNN or Fox News or something and stop with the basketball stuff. Stephen A. Smith said, I didn't hear him say, here's your money back. Yeah. You're getting paid to pay, play basketball. People are watching you play basketball. And people are going to say, well, it was Kyrie wasn't focused. Well, that's why it's cancer Kyrie. That's why I call him cancer Kyrie. I didn't want him anywhere near Philly. That's your fault for putting him on your team. That's true. Shout out to the uh, big uh, boot four with the five-hour super chat. He said, we have a very easy path, and Doc is such a good coach that we will make it out the East. Brett Brown's keeping us down, and we're 10 times better now. And shout out to Reggie with the $1 super chat real quick. And then that last super chat said, Carlos said, what people don't talk about, uh, we have the best home record last four years in a row. How we have the best road record uh, in the East, we had trouble on the road last few. I don't think we have the best road record. Do we have the best road record in the East? Probably close. Um, I would guess that we're probably right up there. I mean, regards, it feels like it because of how we played on the road in years past. I, I think that's I think Carlos hit the nail on the head right there. I, I think it's so important how well they played on the road, especially when you want to win seven-game series. I mean, you have to play well on the road. And then you have home court to go alongside that. I mean, they're really in a good spot, and they're even in a better spot because nobody's talking about that. Like, yeah. really think about everybody's talking about Milwaukee. Everybody's talking about the Nets. Nobody's talking about them. And I love it when it's that way. I agree. And another thing is how rock solid we are at home. And now, you know, the playoffs are running through Philadelphia. So I, I feel confident with a game seven atmosphere in Philadelphia, much more uh, in some of these other places. I see people nervous about like Indiana. I mean, Indiana, Washington. We need to get some dogs. You know what I mean? Like, put the, I know one kid died. I know the one cat died under the bed. So, I mean, pick up a dog. You know, buy a dog now. That's not going to work. We can't be meowing. Going through my yell. Sound like Ben. We sound like Ben. Right? You get a little kid. I mean, Ben's got big dogs. He should play a little harder, actually. But we need to get we need to get some dogs up in here. I mean, what do we wear to Washington? Then we shouldn't even be talking about Eastern Conference Finals. Really, we should be talking about tanking again. Trust the process again. If we don't think we could be Washington and Indiana. Washington, Washington. That's a joke. That that can't be serious. I don't care how many triple doubles Russell Westbrook puts up in a game with the with that roster around him. It just doesn't matter at all. And you saw it. We didn't we just blow him out with with, with who? Missing one of our guys, maybe or something. I don't remember. It's all been a blur the past twenty games, but <laughs> no. Washington, no, absolutely not. Indiana. No, not really. No. 
They play hard defense, and they give us fits a little bit sometimes, but no. There's yeah. no excuse to not get to the third round. And honestly, in my opinion, you know, we should get to the finals. Like, I'm just throwing it out there. Like, I don't know. I just can't be satisfied if we go to the Easter Conference finals and we lose in six, right? Like, I, I can't be satisfied with that based on how this year's went. I feel like we are ready to go now. Um, I mean, it, it depends how the feel of the series is, but we'll see. Yeah, De- definitely. Definitely context because I heard Tom say early, like his your your mindset was, you know what? We got a new coach. We've been blaming the coach. We have to get past the second round, no ifs, ands, or buts. That's what you came into the season thinking. Um, I was with you. That was my exact uh marker of the sh- the show that Brett Brown was kind of on his back. I mean, we were injured too. Like we we got a boatload of health. Not gonna fake wood. Let's keep that health. Um, but now context changed you know what i mean we we look like we're gonna get a walk in the park to the east you know what i mean so getting to the easter conference finals was my benchmark because i thought we would have to go through the oh my god we can't beat the celtics they're trash um oh my gosh we're playing against the raptors who are good they're trash you know what i mean so now the benchmark is like the knicks the pacers mm-hmm. it's like we're playing second round talent are playing first round talent back to back series. So I think the benchmark to me kind of changed because I was with you. I w- I'm not, I'm never the guy who's going to say Easter conference. We got it. Now I'm not going to watch them or we can lose. No, but I, I just wanted to get there and then talk about it once we get yes. there. But I think the walk in the park getting there, I think we got, we got to win. Got to yeah. win. Now. And, and exactly, go back. exactly. And this is exactly what Tom was saying. Like, you know, <clears throat> but you know, we have to pride ourselves as Sixers fans, right? So before we've gotten bounced in the second round by Boston and Toronto, we all, I'm sure, would have admitted that, of course, those other teams had a good chance to win that series, right? But now we're looking at our stars. We're looking at these guys um, and B getting close to his prime, Ben developing as a star, you know, trying to be the leaders on this team, right? So if we go to the Eastern Conference Finals and, you know, we get, I mean, just we just get handed, right? And, and are we going to sit here as Sixers fans? That's this, this is why I'm saying as information changes, like you, you know, opinions are going to change as well. Like if, if we beat, I don't know, the Wizards and the Knicks, like are we going to be satisfied then getting bounced in the playoffs? Like that doesn't show me anything about this team going forward. If we go and we go seven games and we have a tight ass series against Milwaukee and and the ball just doesn't bounce our way, right? Or if we go to the finals and like. That's a lot different to me than, you know, blowing past the Wizards, beating the Knicks in five, and then we go home. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I no. yeah no to me. Like, I don't know. I'm in, like, a hard spot with it because, <laughs> I, I, like, my expectations and what I said was one seed, Easter Conference Finals. They checked off that first box. And whose fault's that? that? That's Brooklyn's fault. Right, hey, that's Milwaukee's fault for coasting early on in the season. That's the Nets' fault for handing a game at the Wells Fargo Center when your stars warming up on the court taking jumpers. That ain't my fault. That ain't my fault. I wanted the one because I didn't want to see either one of those teams. So that's their fault for doing it. And it's and you know what? Credit to us. Credit to a young team handling their business and not coasting through a regular season that's been difficult for a lot of teams. I got to give them credit for that. It's so like I've been like torn. Like I agree with you, RB. Right? I'm like. Well, and I agree with you, Mike, too. Like, well, I mean, you, you're coasting there, right? Because if you don't get there, I'm burning the, I'm burning your practice facility to the ground. So now if you get there, 
I agree with you guys. Like, oh, man, you coasted here, so you but you got to win it, right? You got to get over that hump now, too. But in reality, like, they set themselves up for, like, the coast. It's not their fault. So for a young team that hasn't been there yet, right, like, sometimes you got to take your lump. Like, yeah. we had, like we did in the two-second round or three-second round exits we've had or first round and two seconds, whatever the hell it's been. I can't even keep track. So we've had them things. So now it's like, get to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I hear you. Like, if you lose in five, I'm punching everything. So, like, I don't – I'm in that weird – you know what I mean, guys? Like, I'm in that weird yeah. spot where it's like well, my expectations said one seed, which what I thought they were going to be, and they were, and Eastern Conference Finals. So it's like you checked off my boxes if you get there. So I feel like – I feel dirty. Like, I'm going to crush it. Don't get me wrong. Like, if you lose the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm coming high. But then I feel dirty doing it. That's all. I hear you, Tom. And at the beginning of the season, for me, it was like, okay, let's change the culture. Let's become a competitor, right? But now, like, does anybody up here on this roundtable say that we don't have the talent on our team to get to the finals? Does anybody, you know, reject that? No. no. At that point, we got to say to ourselves, like, yo, the opportunity is here. Like, again, that's why I say it's the feel of the series, right? If we just – if we have our talent and they don't play up to capability, it's like, damn, yo, like we have to do something. But, mm-hmm. you know, if it turns out a, a tight series and, and a couple bounces this way, that way, okay. But, like, if we all believe we have the talent to get there, then what? what is the excuse? You know what I mean? Based on how the season has gone. Because we thought a couple teams may be better than us this year based on their star power, right, their, their time together. But the reality is if we believe we have the talent, I mean, we got to do it. Real quick, though, real quick, before I forget this. Anybody that had them pass the three seed coming into this year. So anybody out there was like, oh, four or five. No, you're not allowed to get mad if they lose the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, if you had them one through three, right? Gloves (laughs) off. Gloves off. You have sex. I just thought they were so trash after that Celtics series. I was so pissed off. I was so happy the Brett Brown firing happened. Oh, man. Yeah, I was like, you know, I don't know how a new coaching staff is going to do with these guys. I was like, you know, maybe six. <laughs> but you you also thought that Boston would be Boston, that Toronto would be Toronto. Yeah, yeah know, exactly. Back. But, yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, think about this way. I want to I wanna uh, credit what Tom said, too. We get the easy road because we work for the easy road. If we were to foresee, we would be having a harder road. We would be having the same road we had in the past, which was like the Boston. And then, you know, we played Toronto in the second round. Like we had hard roads because we were always that four or five, four or five, as DJ would say, possibly six seed. Um, but we worked to get to the one seed. So the road's going to be easier. It's tough. I just, again, I'm going to watch a series. We all are. We're all going to talk about it. But when it comes up, the Philadelphia 76ers, Eastern Conference Finals versus Blotty Blue Blah. I'm going to look. It's just going to be got to get it done. One more. One more. And Dude, I only I only knew that because uh, a subscriber told me in, in a video that I did. He's like, yeah, you said they were going to be a six seed back in uh, November. And I'm like, what? And I had to go back and watch. Like, I had to scroll back through like hundreds of videos. I'm like, shout out to you for remembering that. One guy out of like thousands called me out on it. So I had to admit it. <laughs> see people are mad at me too. Like, oh, what are you talking about? I'm like, you know, expectations change. I know they do. I'm not saying they don't. Like, they absolutely do. That's that's sports. That's life, right? So of course they're going to change for people. And 
you know, I'm joking where I say like, oh, you can't get mad at them for losing the Intergarden Finals. Like, I'm obviously kidding. Like, we're diehards. We're going to get mad at them no matter what. And yes, our expectations have changed, and and that's a great thing to have expectations changing. That means I would rather a team play play above expectations every year. So I agree with everything everybody's saying. Like, the time to win is now. You have a chance, you know. And so go go seize the moment and the opportunity. And if not then we're going to be critical, of course, because that's what we do in this city. So I'm not telling anybody like, oh, you're not allowed to get mad. I'm, I'm, I'm freaking kidding because a bunch <laughs> of my guys I do shows with had them of like five seats. I'm like, now nah, you can't get upset. Like, I just, hey, come on, everybody calm down. See you all yeah. in the comments. All- I think I, I think it's not, it's not really about what, what we would be happy with. It's what is Daryl Morey happy with because oh. I think – he, he said earlier in the season his championship or bust. Maybe he just said that just to say it because he's on Twitter. He says a lot of things. But if he's they don't win a championship, it. I think he's trading Ben Simmons. I really do. I, I really do. I think he's not a guy that waits around. He's not a guy that l- sits around and says, let's see what it looks like next year or whatever. He went into Houston and bam, traded McGrady. Bam, traded Yao Ming. Bam, turned the whole thing around right away because he's like, these guys – you know, or at the end, towards the end, or, or still have value or whatever. I think he's going to be like, if they don't win a championship, I think he looks at Joel Embiid and says, I can put a better team around this guy. And the one guy with the most value is Ben Simmons. That's what I think. Yeah, and I was going to say, he he just was with a team that kept going to the Western Conference only and losing. So he's tired of losing in the conference finals. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's like, he's been trying to find a piece to put around James Harden. Is it CP3? Is it Russ? Now he's going to be thinking about who he can put around uh, Joel and B. But I will say this, just to give Ben a little bit credit, I, I have to see. I have to see that he's the reason why. We lost. It's not like Tobias flames out and we just like, Ben, is your fault. You, you're you just mean to him in the locker room. Um, mm-hmm. But I agree. Right now we see, you know, what, what defenses do in the playoffs. It looks like the guy's game who gets affected the most, who we've seen get affected in the playoffs, minus the Miami series early in his career when it was D. Wade still there. Uh, it's Ben Simmons' game goes south in the playoffs so we're gonna have to see that but real quick carlos said i said it before the only thing that worries me are the three to four minute scoring droughts at the wrong time other than that he is good i feel like they come with the bench unit so i mean not not making excuse or you know giving free passes to the starters but i feel like every time that's happened this year it's been it's been the bench in yeah, I hear you. The thing I'm concerned about, kind of like in relation to that, and I would love to hear your guys' thoughts, is like the droughts that could come in the fourth quarter, right? When the game, you know, when it's very maximized and things are literally, you know, possession by possession to determine a game. Like, how are we going to run the offense at that point? You know what I mean? Like, we don't have a Damian Lillard. We don't have a James Harden when, you know, the game on the line, all right, go out one-on-one, step back three for the win. You know what I mean? So how are we going to create our offense? That I think that is a, a true concern. And I think, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about it. So I think, I think it's Joel Embiid. Like, I think we don't think it is because we don't think of him as one of those kind of players, but then you, there's games in this season where he carried the whole team, the whole fourth quarter hits. What was the game that they almost won where he scored? He, it should have been over like five times and he kept hitting threes. And then he threw a full court shot that almost went in. Like 
Yeah, I, I'm was that just, Warriors? Was that the Warriors game? I feel yeah, like? yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, there's Sorry. just a lot of a lot of fourth quarters I saw where it's just give the ball to Embiid. Like, you know, or, or last year, the year before, we didn't think he was that kind of guy, but I really think he's a one-on-one guy that can that can uh you know bring a center out to the perimeter and be that guy that takes the last shot. Yeah, you're gonna double out. and triple team him right away. That's that's when. That's they, my know, thing, though. Did, yeah. are, is it? Are we? You know? Do we think that that's not going to happen at all? Like, I I could see teams going immediately to that off a timeout. You know what I mean? Like, I would if I yeah. was an opposing coach. I would. You're trying to take him completely off the floor and not even let him touch the ball. Then yeah, who right. who who does mm-hmm. it? Let me ask you guys this because I noticed Joel does this too, and I love it in his game. You know how he gets the guy. On, you know he's in that sweet spot with that little 15 foot jump shot he has, and I I don't like when he settles multiple times back-to-back possessions and he's off but he does that little swoop through and you know Joel Embiid's very good at making the guy foul him right but in the playoffs you know they try to hold their whistle a little bit more now I don't know about these crews because these crews have been awful awful god awful hopefully they correct that for the playoffs I'm not even just talking about against the Sixers like overall in the NBA um but you know sometimes when Joel Embiid in that third fourth quarter he, and he settles for jump shots, and, and he's trying to force the fouls. I think he's going to get to the line a decent amount of times because that's what he does. Uh, but are you worried about them swallowing the whistle? The dub- and, and then, as RB said, a double team comes. So because sometimes he passes out, but sometimes Joe's like, I'm going to go anyways because I know I could draw the foul. Then you see him standing there a couple possessions like this, and he gets out of his game. I'm hoping – you know, that doesn't come. And I don't think that's going to come in the first two series because you can two six foot eight guys doubling him is still nothing. You know what I mean? Uh, Whoever the Pacers and the uh, Knicks are going to send at him. Julius Randle is a good player, but he can't stop him. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm not worried about him getting doubled. I I think he's done a really good job of, 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 of feeling that out than he has in years past. And, Listen, I'm never gonna forget the cry. I'm never gonna forget the cry. And when I when I look back at the cry, this is what I waited for. I waited for this moment right here for you to go dominate. Because if you remember back in the beginning of last year, he was coasting because all he was thinking about was the postseason, right? It was like in his it was living rent free in his head. I gotta get back there, I gotta get that taste out of my mouth. I truly believe that this is one of the, the biggest alpha dogs in the NBA. And I think he's going to go to work. I think he's going to put the cry behind him, and he's going to come out and dominate. And I think he's going to be smart with the basketball in terms of getting doubled. And like our, like uh, DJ said, you know, when you're talking about at the end of games, I mean, he can create his own shot. He can do all them things as a big man. So I'm not worried about it. If they run doubles at him, he's done a pretty good job of, of working his way out of it. Yeah, I hope. I mean, I trust Joel. You know, I'm putting my faith in. I'm putting everything into Joel in these playoffs, man. I mean, he's just been too. It's almost been unreal to watch Joel this year. Um, and if he's healthy, man, I give us a shot against anyone. Um, but I wanna, I wanna ask you guys, like, is Tobias Harris like? Say Tobias gives us twenty a game, right? Like, is that enough as a second option? No. Because I think, in my personal opinion, like Tobias is a really, 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 really good third option. But in the playoffs, is 20 to 22 enough? Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I feel like we're going to have to have games where Seth and Danny go up. We haven't even talked about them. Like, you know, they're going to have to show up too. Like, 
you know, we're going to need the Danny Green of the second half of the season, not the one last year in the playoffs with the Lakers. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think us. I, I think us compared to somebody like Brooklyn, for example, we're 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 more about one guy in Joel Embiid, and then everybody else having the chemistry and everybody else doing their part. Um, yeah, I don't think Tobias is a number two option. Really, he's not go. He's not going to drop thirty five. You know, it's not Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. Um, but yeah, I just think everybody. You know, if it's not Tobias, then it needs to be Seth. Then it needs to be uh, Ben. Maybe then it needs to be. You know, you just you just you need other. You need everyone. You just need everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I agree one hundred percent. I think I think Tobias can give you that fifteen to twenty on a nightly basis, but you're going to need him to step up and give you that 28 points in a game, but he's not going to be consistent enough 25 plus to be that second option. So that's when you're going to have to have a, you know, Oh my God, Ben has one of them games that you're just like, can you do it again? Doesn't happen. And that's what kind of makes you more mad. Or you're going to have to have that Seth Curry. What? He has five threes and it's only halftime or Danny green doing that again. They're not going to create on their own, but again, we've seen that throughout the season. Again, Shake Milton's a guy who can get hot at that type of game. He had that score mentality early on. He's been a different shake. Maybe he got shooken up too much. Um, but at the end of the day, <laughs> it comes down to, like, I agree. Tobias is going to give you that 15 to 20, and you're going to need other people to get hot. Joel Embiid is going to be that consistent 25 to 35 a game. He's going to. Um, and I feel confident that he can be around 30 in the first two series. It's when he gets to that third series, when the pressure really gets on him um, because of how them teams are going to play him. Not so much the Nets, ma mainly more like you guys said, Milwaukee matching with size. That's when it comes to, hey, Ben, I know we don't ask you to score all the time, but we can use you now. Tobias is not having a good day. Danny can't make a three because you, you need that. Um, I, I, I don't agree that the playoffs slow down necessarily, but I think, you know, teams are better. So there's less turnovers. Um, the foul, everything is more under the microscope there. You call more timeouts. And so I believe the game get, get slowed down. No, you're not going to tell Ben Simmons to stop running. I just think with the teams using timeouts more critically, the lack of foul calls, and the uh, the lack of foul calls and just teams being more efficient, making bucket buckets, it slows down. And what does Ben offer? He's number one in transition buckets and he's number two in facilitating. But if the guys ain't making their shots, we need you not to. You can't be that great at passing the ball if we're keep bricking. So that's when context comes in and it's like, what are we going to do? If we get if, we, if the playoffs start and we get the, the Ben Simmons before the all star break, then I'm not worried about anything. You know what I mean? If he goes into these playoffs and says, I mean, he's not a stupid guy. There's no way he doesn't know what I've said 10 million times that you were very aggressive the nine, the nine games leading up to the All-Star break, and then you weren't. There's no way he doesn't know that. I mean, he has to know that. So if he says, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go full-on 100% every possession when the playoffs start, like I was leading up to the All-Star break. You got your All-Star nod. Now you want to get your NBA championship. And and he's honestly, to me, the most important part of this whole thing because you know what you're going to get from Tobias and Joel Embiid. Ben is the X factor to me. He just has to be – if he goes out there and plays like he plays every first quarter for a whole game, he's unstoppable. And then the team's unstoppable. 
Yeah. But real quick, let's knock these super chats out. Yola Boy said, I support all you guys. Keep doing your thing. Shout out to you. Richie, uh, Richard Tran said uh, to me, if you want Joel to live on the line more, they got to use Dwight to gain foul, to gain foul on opposing teams quicker to the bonus. And then Tone to Shield coming in with the $2 super chat. He says, Harris will need to give you 25 points per game minimum. If you're trying to keep your name into that that second tier score, that's where you need to be. I just don't think he can do it consistently, and that's what RB said. So who's that third guy? And and the other two guys who can get hot don't get hot by themselves. They get hot off of Ben Simmons' pass. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how they get their buckets, Curry and uh, Danny Green. Yeah, and you know, people tell me that every day that he's that good of a distributor, and I don't really talk about it as much as I probably should because the games that we played without him – None of those guys could get open. You know what I mean? And it, it's tr it's absolutely true, and I admit it all the time. As soon as he comes back, it's like, Danny Green has 45 feet of space to shoot three-pointers like free throws. You know what I mean? So, yeah, Ben's Ben's crazy valuable. Um, Shout out to Swipe a Cam. I see him in the chat. Uh, Denver Nuggets content creator, man. His videos are great. Uh, we were going to do a debate on the, on the MVP, Joel versus Jokic, before – uh, Joel missed those games, and then it was pretty much obvious that Joel's not not getting it. But shout out to Swipe who came in the chat. He said, "Who is the perimeter threat you trust most in the playoffs when teams try to take away Joel in the fourth? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's the yeah. problem. Who that's do the I problem trust? There. <laughs> RB's like, that's what I'm talking about. You can't even answer the question. <laughs> But this feeds off of what you've been saying, DJ, and again and again. Like, we're not gonna hold back, guys." When we, what happens when we are not making the shots? We know Seth and Danny aren't going to be automatic every single game. Like it's just a reality. You know what I mean? Not really. There's not a lot of teams whose shooters are going to be on every game. So then, where do we go? Where do we look? It is I mean, Tobias can get us some buckets um, around the paint, but yeah, yes, I was going to say he goes from the perimeter to the low post to get his buckets. Right, but again, you know, there's going to be a lot better defenders in the playoffs. So that that's where it's like. We got to stay going downhill. You know what I mean? We got to keep that pace up. And that's just a little worry of mine. So who do I trust most? I trust Danny Green the most from the perimeter. I trust Danny on a corner three because he, he doesn't seem to miss that shot, you know? Yeah. What a fast break one. The fast break one where Ben gives it to him and he just pulls up. Yeah. Yeah, Ben, uh, Seth or Danny, I mean, one of them too. I, I, mean, I trust to hit. I trust to hit open walks. Uh, but again, it's feel the room time, and like DJ said, he can't be dumb. I mean, I don't believe he's a dumb guy. So it, listen, I don't know what to tell people. Like if you know the people that are are far right and, and can't say anything wrong about him, okay. Like there's going to be games where he needs he needs to score, and there's going to be other games where he doesn't. So he's got to feel it, and and once in a while in this postseason, he's got to just pull up. They screw it. I mean, he's just gonna have to. It, it's just part of the the evolution of what it is. You know, it just has to happen. It's well, so not, not gonna be every game. Just, he's never. He's definitely not gonna shoot the basketball in the playoffs. There's just no way possible. The only time he ever shoots the ball is when the game's already over or in warmups <laughs> or against China, the Chinese <laughs> national team that came in. <laughs> against. I don't want to, I don't, I got feel bad talking about because, because he, he does play winning basketball. I never want to take that away, but, but baby, this, this is, this is the big time. Like, like Mike said, it doesn't necessarily slow down. It's teams actually want to play defense. That That's the difference. Teams actually want to play defense. Unlike yep. the regular season. So now yep. you 
dog fights. Dude, just, just I, I don't know what else to say. Like, he has to, DJ. He has to. He just has to. He has to attempt. I'll give him a number. He's got to attempt over 10 this postseason. Here's my if, thing, though. Or right, Go ahead, DJ. If Ben Simmons shoots one jump shot in the entire playoffs, chat, tell me what I got to do. I'll do it live on YouTube, whatever it is. If he shoots one single jump shot the whole play, I just think when the game matters the most, he gets so locked in in his facilitating and playing defense and stuff. I just don't even think he's going to be thinking about shooting a jump shot. So any jump, you're talking about any 15 footer, it just got to be a jump shot. Yep. The whole postseason. Go ahead, chat. Let him know what he got to do. <laughs> Shave <Wow>. your head. <laughs> Damn, you oh, said one. Man. I was giving you 10. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Because you know what, DJ? You, there's one other reason he does it. Sometimes the Sixers have a bad possession. They give it back to Ben. Oops, I forgot we gave it to Ben with two seconds on the shot clock, and then he'll turn around and fade away. I'm not shaving the beard, but dye your beard pink. I will do that. If Ben Simmons shoots a single jump shot in this playoffs, I will dye my beard pink. <laughs> there you go. You heard it there here. Real quick shout out to Richie. He said Sixers verse a Sixers AV attempt in the three is 30, more or less. Wait, more slash less in the playoffs. At Sixers average attempt is three and threes are 30. Do you think he's asking? I guess, are we gonna average more than 30 threes? Yeah, attempted in the playoffs. Like I think he's saying like per game. Yeah, yeah, per game. So are we gonna are we gonna be over or under 30. And how do you feel about that? Like, there's some games where I hate when they say they're like, the Sixers, uh, the team that's playing the Sixers already has 17 points from the three point line, but the Sixers <laughs> got zero or only attempted three. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. How do you feel about when do you like us shooting the three ball more or do you like us, you know, just getting the best shot, which is busy bias in the low post and beating the low post? Ben Simmons crashing to the basket, shake earn all of them going to the basket. How do y'all feel about the lack of three-pointers that we shoot some games where we just avoid it? I think uh, no team in the NBA runs runs their offense through a center. You know what I mean? So um, we're just not we're just not the same as, as those other teams. They have to rely on the three-point shot because that's just the first thing they do. That's to, uh, to me, that's the second thing we do after Joel gets double and triple team, then we start bombing threes. But I think everybody tried to be the Warriors when the Warriors were hot. And everybody said NBA centers are gone and they're never coming back. That's just because there wasn't any good ones since Shaquille O'Neal, you know? So here's Joel Embiid. It's Shaquille O'Neal again. You know what I mean? So I think we're just uh, uh, built different than those teams. And we don't really – I mean, I, I get you're trading twos for threes. We still have to shoot threes, but I don't think we have to shoot a certain number. Yeah. I think we – I think I'd rather, you know, make the threes that we do take. Like – we got to get the right shots open and we got to knock down shots, you know, especially in the playoffs like Danny Green, Seth Curry. We can keep reiterating it like they got to knock down the shots, man. There's no excuse. Um, we're going to need that. We're going to need it. Yeah, I'll say under. I mean, like DJ was saying, I mean, and I've been saying for a long time. I mean, you win. You win inside out in this league. You just do. I mean, that's the, that's the way the NBA was created. You know, the percentages are higher <laughs> in the paint. Then they are shooting a three. It's just it's just common sense. So, to me, like I don't care. I mean, I can't have you shooting five. You know what I mean? You obviously got to you obviously got to shoot some. So you know, I'll say they're around twenty twenty five. I think that's enough because of the way we play, and that excites me. That's that's why I love the way this team is built because they're built inside out. Yeah, 
And, you know, there's games where Joel Embiid stays at the three-point line a little too much. Listen, I'm never mad when he's shooting jump shots or threes and they're going in. It's just that, like, another field of room thing. Sometimes I think he stays out there. I'm like, bro, look who's in front of you. I know the double team's going to come, but that's when maybe a, a, a curry or green three is more valuable than you shooting threes. You're over two at this moment. Go get it done somewhere else. But uh, Nazir Fleming said Ben Simmons is <laughs> Boris Diaw. <laughs> Yo, I, I love that he paid five dollars to get that put on the screen. Like that's just that's, <laughs> that's that is tough. troll dedication. Yeah, it's troll. That's tough troll. That's tr- <laughs> that's troll school one on one. Tony Shields with the two dollars super J he said Pat to the finals. Will never be this easy again. Thoughts. How do y'all feel about the path to the finals never being this easy again? Yep. Agree 100%. And that's why we got to take advantage of it, man. Like, <laughs> it, it's literally right here. And, and you know, I, I'm just not going to excuse people, you know, if we win the first two series and if we, you know, get blown out in five. Oh, but we got to the Eastern Conference Finals. No. No. We, we, we have a chance here. Like, this is – Next year, five teams might come back in the East and be 10 times stronger. It doesn't matter what we do. So, you know, I think there's a good shot here. I really do. Yeah, that's why I'm so hard on this team, too, because this is the best chance I've ever seen in my lifetime to win an NBA championship. This is by far. 2001, I loved Allen Iverson. Everybody knew that team was underdogs. Everybody knew he was dragging Tyrone Hill and and, and whoever the – tall bald white guy was and you know what i mean he he drug that team there nobody thought they were going to win an nba championship this is finally a team that looks like they can win one so i want to win one yeah, yeah. good matt geiger matt geiger is who i was looking for yeah they, i mean they look like one i i don't know if it's the easiest road ever i i don't know like to the finals i mean you, you got you got three people three teams maybe waiting there for you that i, I don't know if they're easy like, I, I don't know, like, Milwaukee and the, and the Nets are easy cakewalks. I mean, they're they're tough teams. And then we don't even know who we're smelling, who we be smelling in the NBA finals. You know, so I, it's never easy. It's You know what I mean? It's, it looks easy. It's e- I would say it's easy to get to the Eastern Conference finals. That's yeah. fair. Completely fair. But once you get there, I mean, you got, you got big dogs sitting there waiting for you. Now, the Nets are only getting older, right? It's not like they're getting younger. You know, so – is it would it be easier next year? I don't I don't know. I don't got the crystal ball, but it's easy right now to get there. RB, you're right there. And since you're getting there, let's go. I mean, I I'm not I'm never gonna run from that. I thought we were better than these teams to begin with. So I'm not gonna change my opinion now and let them off the hook if they have home court and they don't take care of business or they come play soft. I don't think anybody should give them a free pass. I completely agree with that. Yeah. Shout out to uh uh, shout out for the two dollar super sticker. Um, but yeah, like I agree, it comes down to this. I don't, it's definitely the easiest walk to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, if we do get the Nets, whether we win or lose, if we win, it's even more power to it. You can't deny the hours and hours of media takes on the Nets being if these three guys are healthy, they're unbeatable. Oh, my God. Did you see the talent? We never had these three type of MVP one-on-one type scores because you, you always have that one dog who you can give the ball to and just close your eyes and he's going to get you the bucket. They got three of them. So any team that beats them, whether, whether it's Milwaukee in the second round or the Sixers in the third round, <laughs> I want my flowers <laughs> delivered, signed and delivered. Um, but at the end of the day, I just think – 
it all comes into fruition because Ben Simmons has been hurt. Joel Embiid has been hurt. So let's not even talk about other teams getting better. What if we're never this healthy again? These guys are young, but they showed injury. So I just think right now is a seizure moment type situation. I was with Tom in the beginning of this season. I wasn't six C DJ Eastwood bad, but I was like, I was like, listen, if we can, if we, I wasn't Tom saying first seed. I said, if we can get in the top three seeds and we can get to the Eastern conference finals, I'm showing pure growth. That's pure growth. That's the that's Brett Brown's ju bad juju off, and we're good because we we are top three seed. Last year we were five or six, five, and then we we get to the Eastern Conference Final, which we couldn't do in the last. We couldn't you do all under Brett Brown, but now RB said new information has changed. We're getting a walk to the Eastern Conference, and we. <laughs> And Milwaukee disrespected us. The Nets disrespected the whole league trying to play tag. Huh, you two can play, then I'm going to tag out for a for a couple games. They've been playing <laughs> exactly. tag. They're not trying to play with each other. So it, it has been a lot of disrespect, and we we need to take what's ours, bro. It's what it is now. Let me tell you, Mike. Look, the <laughs> the last couple playoffs, obviously last year is kind of hard to count because it was a weird like, – it was just weird in the bubble. Ben wasn't there, right? But look at the two playoff series before that, like – what have we been literally calling for? Yeah, and go back to our famous Brett Brown rants, right? What were we calling for? A better system with, with a better coach um, and just like a front office that would get it done, right? What did we bring in? We brought in the front office that got it done, brought the right piece, right? That's another thing. Like when we when we brought in Daryl Morey, what did we say? Make the team better around who? Ben and Joel. That is exactly what we did. We have the coach that uh, he's like he put in the key – and unlocked the system for Joel Embiid. Why? This is this is how great Joel is going to be. And I think he's going to do it for the next four or five years, if healthy, right? So we got everything we asked for. Tobias Harris, we said he's going to be the L.A. version of, of Tobias, right? He's been better. He's been better. I, I mean, come on. Ben, on the defensive side, has risen to an even another level. Like, what else do we need, man? We, it's right here in front of us. You're That's right. why I say we have to get it. You're right. He did exactly what we asked, put spacing and guys who can shoot around Joel and Ben, and they absolutely answered that call by by Danny Green and Seth Gary. I mean, they right. flat out answered it. They said, you want shooters? Here you go. Right? And, and great right. spot up, right. too. So yes. it really, like, amplifies it. I, I agree. I know I said it's like, I don't want to, like, we're all going to crush them if they don't win it. But they are set and primed to win it, and this is the best player on the planet. I don't care about LeBron. A Joker's, Joker's a pip. I get it. This is the most dominant player on the planet. And every year I've ever watched basketball, the most dominant player cuts the nets down. So everybody out there, there's some in the, in the chat saying, well, who do you got besides Joe? The latest NBA I've watched, stars win championships. And if you only give role players around, the, the advantage of us is our role players aren't selfish. So it's like, let the big dog eat and we'll get ours. And that's why we're a great team. That's why we're the yeah. one seed. So as much as we beg Ben to shoot A, B, C, and D, it's a great thing that he is unselfish. Sometimes to a fall, but I'll take it because Joel's eating. Let's go. Come on. Come right. on. <laughs> right. And this is why I say, like, this playoffs is going to tell us everything we need to know because is Joel going to get better than he was this year? No. Is Tobias Harris going to be better in Doc system than he was this year? It's hard to think so, right? I mean, we and again, if Ben is the one that comes up short or whoever, then this is real. This is going to be literally shining the light 
on what needs to happen with this team. Like, they, there's nothing else you can do around these guys to say, oh, well, you got to add another. Sh-. No, it's right here. This is it. This is what we've been waiting for. Come on, man. <laughs> Whoever said we're going to have trouble with the Wizards, they can't even beat the Boston Celtics right now. What's the score? 61-56. These teams stink, man. <laughs> they all stink, man. Like, I told you, Arbe, you lose one of these. You lose one of these series. No, it, oh, yeah. I'm gonna be screaming up here if we go if we sweep them in every game. It is down to a last second shot. I mean, come on, they stink. They absolutely I'm start a fire stink. in Australia just to say fuck you, man. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, I'm about to get a really good. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm really not gonna start firing or something. <laughs> Bad joke. YouTube's yeah. coming for you. No, here they come. Yeah. Real quick, the digital print house though with the two dollar super chat. He said Ben 15 footer game seven over LeBron is only take. <laughs> that'd, be, <laughs> that'd be interesting. I think I think if that was the only take and he hit the game winner over LeBron, <laughs> DJ Eastwood would really wear that pink beard with pride. He wear it with a championship shirt underneath the beard. You know what I mean? If that happened, I I would wear a pink beard for a whole year, an entire year of my life, if that actually happened. Permanent. <laughs> permanent. And, a, and a Ben Simmons jersey, a pink one, of one of the female ones that they used to make. I don't know if they still make those. <laughs> what, if Ben took a shot? If Ben hits a game-winning jump shot over LeBron James. Oh, yeah, wow. that's, why he's, that's why he went to the extreme <laughs> on that one. Uh, Birds Nation said, this will not be a cakewalk to the conference finals, especially if we run into the Knicks in the second round. I just got to say this, though. Like, you know, to me, I wanna, uh, nothing's a cakewalk because these are all NBA teams. But were the, are the Knicks better than the Toronto Raptors who beat us? Are they better than the Boston Celtics of the past when they were assembled with that team you know what i mean i think the knicks are like a rah-rah story i love randall's game most improved player derrick derrick rhodes coming back they got some pieces rj barrett's playing good but it's like we scared of the the defense they're scrappy we're scared of the next birds nation (laughs) kibby's getting the knicks get the rottweiler you know what i mean go buy the rottweiler Boston's really going to win this damn game. I don't want Boston in the playoffs. I want to play Boston just for GB. Just for Would we have Boston <laughs> round one then? Do we, you got to go play Indiana. How's that work? Yeah, they got to play Indiana, I think, right? Nah, Boston's about to become the seventh seed, and they're going to play Brooklyn. And uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. If you win well, yeah, one, Boston you're good. Boston would have yeah. to lose this, right? Boston would have yeah. to lose this. The Wizard, whoever loses this plays Indiana, and then whoever wins out of that plays us. So, Come on. I did not oh, want, I, I, oh, you want Boston I, to be the eighth seed? Okay, I, I see what you're saying. I want to see a Russ and KD series in the first round, so I'm pulling for Washington to win this. That would be that would be intense. Could you imagine the Wizards taking like two games from the Nets? I mean, <laughs> hey, um, no, got, I can't. Could you James imagine Harden's going to have a 50 point triple double every night yeah. against that defense? Right, Russ, James Harden, and KD in the same series. Russ up against KD, jawing it off. Know. I mean, it would be crazy, dude. Scott Brooks. I mean, you could just think of so many storylines. Oh, yeah. And then maybe an upset. Love it. Oh, that'd be great. They would have to <laughs> blow that team up tomorrow if that happened. Just let you know your camera went. I'm not sure if you know, DJ. But yeah, I, again, I forgot. I forgot with this thing. It it uh it turns off. It stops recording every 30 minutes, and I got to do some kind of software shit to turn that off. I forgot about it. Yeah, so, hey, 
Again, we've been going an hour and 27 minutes long. We are live on all four channels. So A2D Radio, uh, Running Back Philly, Philly Take With RB, and the Philly Tall Podcast. All the links are in the description on whatever channel you're watching if you are interested to go check out the other content creator. But yeah, man, um, I don't know how much longer y'all want to go. I'm, I'm cool. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to feel y'all there out. Was a, there was a Paul. comment. Uh, this guy yeah, said, let's talk comments. about, <laughs> this guy said, let's talk about uh, having the crowd in the Wells Fargo Center. You know what I mean? Because we didn't have that most of the season either. And the you don't want to come, the fact that we have home court advantage and we got at least 50% capacity, which, I mean, your opinion on whether it should be 100% or not at this point, a year and a half after whatever. But, uh, you don't want to come into Wells Fargo Center and play in front of this crowd. The energy is is insane, and uh, we're gonna run it, it, the first two rounds. Now that I think about at home with that crowd, I just don't even think they're gonna be close. And last year, as as bad as we looked on the road, we still had a great home record. And it's like we feed off of that crowd so much. And yeah, I, I just don't think anybody's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a sweep in the first round and five in the second round. And yeah, I won't argue that. I think the Wells Fargo energy is just A to D, twenty four seven energy. <laughs> um, it, he's that's what it is there. And like DJ said, we were bad on the road. We were like loose to the Piston Hawks, uh, any scrub team Hornets bad on the road last year. But in the Wells Fargo, we beat the Clippers, the Celtics, and the Lakers. You know what I mean? And so now you got a team that's more mentally ready and they're going to be charged. Let Joel and B start flying around the court and bad things are going to happen in Philadelphia. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, you're, you got to come into our place and play. Hey, we're not going to Brooklyn for game seven. They're coming here. You know, it's... We're, we're a tough team at home, man. We've been a tough team for the last two, three years. It's hard. Like, even this year, what, we were 28-7? and seven. Most of them losses came when we weren't even playing our team. Like, yeah. we could have been like 20 – or no, we could have been like 34 and whatever, like 34-2 and two at home, to be honest. I don't think they know, but the home court advantage is going to play a role in, in these playoffs. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't have to play a role in the first two because <laughs> – we shouldn't need to go anything anything deep into our home, but it's definitely going to pay dividends in the Eastern Conference. David said, like we've been saying, RB, only team going to beat us is ourselves. We just got, we just have to go into the playoffs and ball out and dominate, and then they hit you with one of your famous is yes, sir. I mean, yeah, I've been saying this for weeks. Um, the only, the team that's going to stop us from getting where we need to go is us. It's not going to be one of these other teams, right? It's about us playing up to our capabilities, and, and that's why I think it lies in our hands. Um, it's there for the taking, man. It, I don't think we're going to get a, a lot of chances in future years like we have right now. Like, think about it. I mean, the first two rounds, have we ever sat up here and said, oh, yeah, we, you know, we, it should be a cakewalk to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's, that's like something huge right there. You don't get that a lot. So, I don't but, as Tom, but as Tom said, we're normally not the one seed. So if we're the four seed, we're talking about, ooh, we got to play a tough five-seater. Uh, then we got to play, a, you know what I mean? So if we get used to being the one seed, <laughs> then we good. But again, Milwaukee might – a lot of teams might be better in a regular season if it's normal next year. Uh, well, there's a big there's a big elephant in the room here. You know, we want, we, we want to talk about it. We, we'll never be this good again. Like, I, 
I, I don't know. I mean, there's a huge, huge elephant sitting right over there, and his name is Ben Simmons. So if that dude can, develops into the offensive player that we think he could develop into, all bets are all bets are on the table. Or you know, what I mean, everything. I mean, just think about it. Like we could be we could be the best team in the NBA for the next four or five years. So that's why it's like, but we don't know that, right, RB? What we do know is right now. And right now we have a we have an opportunity and we need to seize it. You know right. what I mean? He's playing devil's advocate, like we could be great next year if, if, if he's great, but we don't know. Does Joel go down for 30? We don't know that. So what we do know right now, we're ready to go. So go uh, yeah. the moment. It's time to seize it. Yeah. What I was saying is like the chance for us to get through these first two series and have a home series and just be ready for it on, on a good amount of rest. Like, I don't I don't know if we're gonna get the opportunity next year to play the Wizards and then the Knicks and, and just be ready in our territory for the Eastern Conference Finals. But I think you're right. And, and it's worrisome, you know what I mean? Because I've gone to the I've gone to my extents to, to defend Ben the last couple years. And I always said, you know, when Brett Brown gets out of here, when we get a coach in here, you know, Ben's going to start letting it fly. And then guess what? <laughs> the whole league's going to be on notice. But, um, you know, I mean, there's so only so much you can say about it. Like, we just have to sit back and wait for it. But I, I'm worried about it. I am. So we'll see. We got to see if we can win like this. And, and I people let him off the hook, and that's why it gets worse. And then we, we kind of forget about last year how we said, can we make the team better around – Ben and Joe, so those two can go absolutely insane, and one of them became an MVP, and here we are, you know. So Ben Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is good enough to play the role that he plays. He's never going to be better than this. He's never been better than this. He's the he's Hitler. He's worse than he was as a rookie. He's just this player. This is just what he is. You need to be stopped. Uh, I need to be stopped. You need to be stopped. How how after four years (laughs) would he suddenly decide? I'm going to be better at basketball. He doesn't care. Why when he's playing in the summit, DJ, when he's playing in the summit, the little closed door arena where nobody's at, and we watch them videos come out, and I feel like it's a freaking left-handed Jordan or left-handed Kobe. Like, it's freaking in there. That's what. That's why I yell and scream about the guy because it's sitting right there. It it's is, right isn't it? there. We've yeah, seen I it. just don't We've see seen it. it. I don't see it coming out. Oh, I understand you're not seeing it coming out. Oh, I, I, I can't. I mean, I can't. I can't tell you you're wrong there because it, it hasn't. But it's like it's there though. That's the yeah. sickening part of it. It's, it's why I get I get I lose. I I don't right. sleep at night sometimes because of it. I agree. Yeah. And let me ask you guys this: you know, three years down the road, right? Say Ben Simmons does start shooting the ball, right? Say he becomes a top player in the NBA, but you know, circumstances happen and Joel either isn't healthy or or whatever. You know, what if we look I'm back? Very and say, well, then. And what if we look very upset? I'm gonna look back and say, you know what? What if? What if? You know what I mean? That's the big question. What if, you stop what? it over there. I did a prayer service to get this guy walking again, and now you're talking about it. <laughs> no, but this, this right pains now, me. Right. This, this pains me. It pains me yeah. because the it, frustrating it just, part is like if you if if you if you're not sure he can do it, you're just you're just thinking. But like DJ says, when you put it in our faces. Little by little and short spurts, and then you just don't do it. It's just the general consensus of what he said. I'm an all-star without shooting, bruh. And so that's the mindset. It's not the, you know, you, you see players like Iverson, you see players like Kobe, the Mamba mentality. You got the guys who 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 take 150 shots before they leave the gym. 
I don't know. Um, I'm I'm with DJ because he's shooting the least amount of attempts. And when I say attempts, I'm not talking about shots. I'm just talking about the ball leaving his hand, layups, all that stuff. And it comes down to he's better defender than he was. He's getting better in defense. He's getting better as a facilitator, but he's getting less aggressive. So if you go back and look at year two, year three, year four, he's getting less aggressive. Is that because Joel Embiid is getting more aggressive? I don't know. But you just don't wake up and change your mind because he had it. It's not like you know, Giannis can't shoot. And some, I bet you his teammates tell him to stop. And they go in the half. I'm like, stop shooting. They're not helping us at all. Nothing is getting better. It's like the worst looking shot of all time, too. Like, please stop shooting that. Uh, you know, Mike, you're right. And then the other side of it is like, you know, does he does he take a back seat because of Joe? Does he take a back seat because of the bias? And is he taking more of a back seat, being aggressive offensively, because of the additions of Seth and Danny? I mean, there, that's legitimate, like a legitimate conversation that could be had because I think he is an unselfish player. Like, I do really, truly believe that, like, he's not one of them guys that needs to shoot it 30 times a game like a Donovan Mitchell. So that's where it's, like, tricky. Like, I don't want him to stop being the guy he is. But then it's just, listen, I'll end it with this. I'll end my whole conversation with this. Then it becomes feeling the damn room out. I can't say it enough times. Like, I can't. Like, I don't need you to be a 25 a night pointing like guy just feel the room out and i think we would never we would never complain about him right if it's like oh joe's having off night toby's having a little off night let me take over a little bit let me say hello to the people nobody would ever complain no they wouldn't yeah and, but, you, and just by the you can see a play where everyone in the entire arena is like almost standing up because they thought he was going to shoot it like just do though just do it those times when it's completely obvious that you're you're you pulled up your dribble. The guy's not even close to you. You're at the corner of the free throw line. That, that's that's all he'd have to do for me. I still don't care if he averages 15 points a game. Just when the defense is literally telling you to shoot, we don't care about you at all. We're gonna go take all these other players out of the game. Just do what you have to do. Instead, he'll just stand there with the ball, and then he'll be like, "Good Furcon, come and get it, please, really fast, quick, hurry." Yeah, man, it's, it's rough. I'm like I said, the playoffs are starting. We got some easy basketball to start. You need you need to get this guy involved. But real quick, shout out to Tone with the two dollar super chat. He said, other than the Celtics, are this is this Sixer team the best team that Doc ever coached or ever had, other than the 08 Celtics? Yeah. I think well, I, I think the Clippers team last year with, with that bench should have been the best team he ever had, and they just fell flat on their face. Um, you could argue that. He's never had a player of this caliber, um, and that's what makes it maybe even the best team he's ever coached. To be honest with you, it might even be better than the Boston team because he's Ooh. never he's never had a player of this caliber. I tell people all the time, there's a reason Doc Rivers came running here when that opportunity came about and didn't take a year off. And that's because of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. And I'll say Daryl Morey, same way. When he saw an opportunity to come here, he couldn't run here fast enough. And that's why I didn't believe he was going to trade Ben, because I believe they came here for these guys. So I don't know if he's ever coached a player. Kevin, and this isn't a shot at Garnett or Paul Pierce, because they're, tr- they're, hell of, they're hell of players. Nobody talk about Kwame Brown real quick. This is the best player he's ever coached. It's not even close. Like, it really is. Sadly, it's not even close. He's never coached a, a player that can dominate a game like this. He just hasn't. 
hasn't, and nobody really has. <laughs> you know, not a lot of guys have had this kind of dominance around them of a Akeem, a Duncan, a Shaq, etc. Nobody, not a lot of guys have this, and when they do, guess what they usually do? They're usually hoisting trophies. True, true, that's true, true. Kendrick just, Perkins, that's it was his big man. <laughs> Kwame Brown, man. I, I, he, the funny part was when he was like, I don't have a podcast, so I could say, I was like, bro, please make a podcast. I will listen to you talk every day. Yeah, but you know what the crazy thing is, though? I know, like, you know, he's been a punchline in the NBA because of how bad he was and stuff. I mean, he played, he played a lot. He played like 12 double-digit years. Um, but at the end of the day, he he been holding this all in. He just oh, like out of all you guys, he letting like, it rain. It's like this is live button work right here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's right, do this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not oh, trying to end man. up on his thing. No, and they said uh, anybody that responded, Stephen Jackson responded, and uh, basically people were saying anybody that responds won't like won't like uh, argue with him and won't like say like. I didn't do that, or that's not how I am, or anything like that. Like they're taking like different points of view. Nobody wants to like confront him about what they what he said about them. And then somebody posted, somebody posted an Instagram story of somebody that used to hang out with him that said one time it took sixteen bouncers to get him out of a nightclub, and then him and his brother fought three apiece outside. Then they're like, you don't want to mess with Kwame Brown at all. And you can tell by the guy's responses, nobody wants to smoke. Uh, he just yeah. He's gi- he's he's gigantic, first of all, and he's a maniac. No thanks. Yeah. He's also a bona fide scrub. <laughs> uh, playing basketball, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he is wild. It's wild. I mean, he came out of 17, came out out of high school and he went to the wrong team. Like he, I don't know. It was rough. But yeah, he's he's not good. But this has that has been a great follow, <laughs> to say the least. It's wild. It's wild. <laughs> Uh, that's just one of those potential things. They just draft him because he was a seven foot, you know, 17 year old. And they're like, well, we can teach him how to play basketball. Well, nobody ended up teaching him how to play basketball. No, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan just wrote him. You know what I mean, that probably didn't help you when you're 17. The greatest yeah. player of all time just riding your ass. So, <laughs> True. yeah. What could have been? What could have been? <laughs> when you run Jordan's, when you run all Jordan. First round picks and who he passed up on. You could make an all star team of people Jordan passed on. He's a horrible GM. Top 100. <laughs> He's a horrible GM. But hey, with that being said, I, I think we all feel pretty confident in, in what the Sixers' ability are. I think we all look at it like this one, you know, Milwaukee and the Nets are no one to, and no, nobody to take lightly. Like, but you cannot discredit what you saw all season, which is us pretty much staying first for the majority of the season. Whether it was a soft season or not, everybody got served the same soft season. We dealt with it. We have, you know, the uh, probably the most consistent team throughout all year. Um, and as DJ said, some of these crazy rants and crazy blunders have been us losing and or beating crappy teams but one key player was not there, and meaning the two guys, and that's Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Even though we're calling Tobias the number two scorer, it's still the the body of work that Ben Simmons brings to the Sixers is important, and he just has to fill the room out and dissect when he got to go to work. 
Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we, like I said, it's the first time in my life. I feel like I, I have a team that has a, a real chance to win a championship. So if uh, everybody does their job and um, all the, all the cards fall where they're supposed to, I think we can get it done. Going to agree. I mean, and let's go do it. Yeah. It's, it's we've talked a lot. We've spent all season saying, all right, we got the chance. We got the team. It's time to do it, man. I mean, I don't know. We're going to get, we're, we're either going to, you know, go raging. We're going to break stuff or we're going to be the happiest people ever. So I think we have a, ch- I think we can compete with anybody if we allow ourselves to. So we'll see. Yeah, man. With that being said, we are live on four channels. Make sure you check the link in the description. Subscribe to the people on the panel. Shout out to everybody for coming through. Like I said, all four channels. Uh, that being said, we out. Yeah, I'm out. I got a fan going over here, and it's not it's not cool enough at this point. I've been sweating for the. <laughs>